0: Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey and Aaron Peter.
1: I'm going to set it off. Hello, folks. Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity. My name is John Fahey. We are a show about weirdos. Hello, Mr. Aaron Pita here. Hey.
0: Wow, that was a little aggressive, John.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I get very, very excited about the podcast.
0: No, I. I it was my aggression that I was referencing. You know me. I've got a short temper, mm-hmm. short fuse.
1: Well, we both have a lot of flaws. Maybe you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Who
0: said anything about
1: flaws? <laughs> flaws? Speaking of flaws... How's my buddy Matt Brousseau over there? <laughs> I'm doing okay, guys. Thank you for Producer asking. Producer
0: extraordinaire
1: Matt Brousseau. Yeah. Matt, I'm sorry we didn't mic you up sooner, man. That was really dumb of me. No. I it's... was just saying that to Aaron when you were outside. Yeah. And no, it's totally cool. I get it. Uh, you normally don't mic up the fucking deranged asshole who records you. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: is a show about
1: weirdos. Yeah. Th- By weirdos on this, for right, weirdos. That's exactly the truth. On this program, we do that. Aaron, I believe you have a little bit of animal eccentricity to tell me about. Uh, John, ask me if a bear
0: shits in the woods.
1: Does a bear shit in the woods?
0: Oh, yeah, especially if it's on cocaine.
1: Is that a fact?
0: Oh, bear coke shits? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. To tell you the story of Pablo Escobar, Oh! (laughs) I've got to tell you a quick story about one Andrew Thornton the second, Okay. And it's going to lead, don't worry, there is a bear on cocaine. Sounds okay? like a
1: good Anglo guy.
0: Oh, this guy's an old-fashioned Kentucky blue blood.
1: Ooh, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, so this guy grows up kind of Kentucky royalty, I don't know, probably slave money, tobacco, ham, right. who, who, who knows, but that kind of Kentucky guy, gentleman. Mm-hmm, sipping on, you know, mint juleps. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's more Georgia good, maybe. Yeah. Kentucky royalty, kind of a pain in the ass as a kid. Goes to military school. Uh, from there, goes into the army. From the army, he becomes a narcotics officer. He's still kind of a troublemaker, kind of an asshole. Mm. Uh, so he gets out of that, becomes a lawyer, and then uh, gets caught trying to steal weapons from an army base. Okay. Because uh, he's going to do some smuggling arms deal, drug deal stuff. Gets out of that because he's, you know, he is somebody and white. So he gets out of that with just like a fine instead of any serious prison time. Uh, but in 1985, he's smuggling cocaine mm-hmm. from Columbia into the states.
1: What, what? What? Sorry. What year is this? This is
0: 1985. Okay. Sorry. So, but I'll, you know, everything before that was before 1985. That's sure. How ta- that's how time works. But yeah. 1985. He's smuggling some blow mm-hmm. uh, in an airplane, mm-hmm. and uh, so in those days, I guess what you do. Not that I know about this, but you you drop the coke, mm-hmm. and then you you know land the plane or you bail whatever yeah yeah and you retrieve it later so he jumps out of the plane but his parachute gets all fucked up and tangled oh boy and so he you know he falls and plummets to his i'm sure terrifying death uh his body was found with night vision goggles on a bulletproof vest and
1: gucci loafers jesus christ for, like, how much money? Like, a couple of grand? Oh,
0: no. 75 pounds of cocaine, which then was $15 million. Oh, okay.
1: All right. Well, that's worth dying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci loafers don't buy themselves, dude.
0: <laughs> uh, so three months later, out, right down yonder in the Chattahoochee, four reels. Oh, oh, wow. People come across a dead black bear.
1: Is that right?
0: Oh, yeah. And around... Strewn around this dead black bear is like forty, uh, forty open plastic containers with traces mm-hmm. of cocaine. Here's the uh, here's the the newspaper blurb of when this happened. Hell yeah, a 175 pound black bear apparently died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering a batch of the drug. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation said today. The cocaine was apparently dropped from a plane piloted by Andrew Thornton, a convicted drug smuggler who died September 11th, I'll never forget, in <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee, because he was carrying too heavy a load <laughs> while parachuting.
1: Yeah.
0: The bureau said the bear was found Friday in northern Georgia among 40 opened con- plastic containers with traces of cocaine. But wait, there's more. The so the guy who did the the animal autopsy <laughs> said the, it's stomach was literally packed to the brim with cocaine. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they cut it open and but
1: It's a oh, frat party in there.
0: yeah. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amphibians, maybe. Who knows? But a yeah. mammal, not a chance. There isn't a mammal on the planet that could survive that. Cerebral hemorrhaging, (laughs) respiratory failure, hyperthermia, renal failure, heart failure, stroke. You name it. That bear had it. (laughs) Oh, my. It died of everything. Yeah. It fucking died of partying, dude. (laughs) Uh, So it was that bear because it was, you know, you can't just, I mean, that's just too Crazy of a of an animal to like bury or incinerate or whatever, so it got like it got stuffed and it was in I guess like the uh, the forest museum or was it was property of of the municipality as as like a, as a novelty right as a, as a curiosity a taxidermied cokehead bear yeah. Uh, And then there was, like, a fire, and so it had to get evacuated out, and uh, I don't know what happened. It got stolen or lost track of, but apparently it was bought by Waylon Jennings.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, and I guess he knew the Andrew Thornton guy.
1: Oh, Uh, God.
0: uh, Yeah, dude.
1: uh, He's involved with everything.
0: Yeah, he's just got his fucking finger in everything. And... uh, and so I don't know what happened to it after that. Oh, you know where it is now? It's now on display somewhere in Kentucky, some you know, kind of museum thing. But it's got it's it's stuff and it has this like plaque around its neck, and it and it says cocaine bear, aka Pablo Escobar.
1: Oh, oh. god, that's good. Here
0: sits cocaine bear. In 1985, cocaine bear was found dead in the Chattahoochee National Forest. He overdosed on 40 kilos of cocaine dropped by Andrew Thornton. You might remember Andrew from the Bluegrass Conspiracy. Don't do drugs or you'll end up dead and maybe stuffed like poor cocaine bear. So I guess you can read about this Andrew Thornton guy in a book called The Bluegrass Conspiracy.
1: Really? Yeah. And, that uh, sounds uh that sounds pretty good. That's
0: pretty interesting.
1: I like that stuff. Cocaine bear. Yeah, this Thornton guy might need to be profiled. Maybe. I mean
0: its stomach was literally filled to the <laughs> brim with cocaine. <laughs> Can you imagine being that Coke and bear? Like they're, there's they're, no one to talk to.
1: All right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, and you're you're now beyond other bears. You're on a whole new oh, you're level. you're super bear. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're an on, uber bear. Yeah, you're on a whole new level, and like, uh, you're not going back to a, all that other shit. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. It, do, have you seen pictures of the bear? No, I think I I saw some. Can you imagine the expression on the bear's face? I saw a huge <laughs> smile. <laughs> Just eyes shocked never going to hibernate again.
0: <laughs> like uh, <laughs> we're going to open a honey farm. <laughs> great bear business ideas.
1: That is pretty great stuff. Mm-hmm. That that's how you know cocaine is a great drug. Would animals take to it like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, like, it sounds like there was no Coke left over. Oh, no. He fucking he Of course he
0: did it all for himself. Classic
1: <laughs> Coke user. Motherfucker.
0: <laughs> I know. There are no hot it is, female yeah. bears to yeah. trick into having sex with them by giving them Coke.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, the bear gets on board with do all of it. Yeah. Would just do all of it. Hell, yeah. You know what I mean? It's
0: there. You've, your stomach holds 40 kilos, apparently. <laughs> I mean, I mean, and he wasn't just like snorting it because he doesn't have no that or no. have dollar bills or, a you know, <laughs>
1: or a mirror, just <laughs> to, to reflect on what he's becoming <laughs> while he's doing all of it. He
0: becomes self-aware. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's eating it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like
0: he, how numb must his giant mandibles have been? Yeah, just gummies all. Ugh.
1: Yeah, Jesus. Oh God. I'd love to see that. Yeah, fuck. Cocaine bear, man. That is incredible.
0: Yeah, isn't that funny? I
1: can't believe a bear would want to eat all that coke. I mean, how? I can't eat anything when I do it. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine the ferocious (laughs) shit this bear took? (laughs) Can you imagine this guy cutting open this bear and being like, Oh, Oh, jackpot! What the fuck? Fuck is going on? Resell that? Yeah. What is this? I'll try it out. He's rubbing it on his his fucking coke, dude. (laughs) No, you know that guy was like, "There's only 39 kilos (laughs) left." (laughs) I I mean, what what a scene! Just a a million opened bags, a dead guy, and a dead bear. (laughs) A guy wrapped in a parachute (laughs) with Gucci loafers and and, (laughs) Gucci loafers and a bear just. Whew. That's what it, that DiCaprio movie should have been. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, Pablo Escobar. <laughs>
0: it's a combo of Wolf of Wall Street and uh, whatever the fucking bear movie is.
1: Aaron. Hey, John. Will you do me a favor? Whatever you want. Will you talk to me a little bit about a company called Studio? Sure. Would you mind? Yeah. I mean, uh,
0: if you're familiar with the Phil Collins jam... Sue Studio. That's what this headphone company is named after. Why? I don't know. but it is the Volvo <laughs> of headphones it uh, it is the company that makes a uh, fine fine headphone line of products. Uh, and they're also a sponsor of this podcast and if uh, any listeners go to sudiosweden.com, and if they purchase any of their fine products and enter the promo code, what?
1: Profiles fifteen.
0: You'll get fifteen percent off your entire purchase, and we'll get a couple of uh, Swiss francs sent our way uh, or Swedish marks. Or... Yeah, they're going to give us something. Right? Yeah, a <laughs> some box of chocolates or an immigration problem or whatever. I don't know what they're going to give us, but they're yeah. going to give us something as soon as one of you people buys yeah. some of their...
1: Give us a barrel load of Coke. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm
0: measured in kilos, of course. <laughs> Uh, I have a pair of these headphones. They are very crisp. They are lightweight. They are comfortable. Above all else, they are a product of fine Swedish engineering. Uh, StudioSweden.com profiles 15 for 15% off, and you'll be helping us out. The headphones so comfortable, Aaron could fall asleep in them. Wow. Yeah, and you know me. I have trouble sleeping because of all the demons in the market. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. The,
1: the the headphones will keep the demons away. hmm Send you mm-hmm. to sleep. Mm-hmm. John. I love it, eternal sleep.
0: John, what do you have for me today?
1: I want to talk to you about. Um, so, part of the the weird dark shit I'm fascinated with is um, like all of these uh, con artist people. You know, um, I think I think I'm really fascinated with the idea that somebody will try to get away with some like long term or, or short term comfort. At the sake of, like, you know, for the sake of, like, just bringing down a whole house of cards on top of themselves. Like, to me, it sounds so terribly anxiety-ridden. I don't oh, I don't I, know how they do it.
0: Yeah, and not being able to, like, you know, you tell one little light white lie and you have, you can't sleep for eight years, you know? Yeah. To try and maintain whatever that ruse is. So, yeah, being a con man is kind of yeah. like, how do you fucking sleep at night, you sociopath?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, it's, you know... Or like spies, or anything like that, where like you are leading this like double life and just knowing you're a complete fraud all the time. Like I have, I have no idea how people do it. Um, the person I want to profile is the first woman for profiles and eccentricity.
0: Oh hell yeah! Hey, it's about time.
1: Yeah, uh, I, mean, I, think, I think
0: you know what it is. I think part of it is, and we've talked about this. Women are just not. As evil, this, as men, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So like, generally not, cooler, yeah, and, and also not as heavily reported on through the annals of history, but also, yeah, you're not fucking horrible psychopaths. We do ladies. have women on
1: deck, though. You have, oh yeah. you have a couple I've, gals I've some, on yeah, deck. I've
0: got some some gals. I've got some trans, yeah, uh people on yep. deck. uh We've got a lot, a lot coming up here in the near future of profiles and eccentricity.
1: Yeah. Um, Two people this week did say to me, there hasn't been any women yet. And I, and I was like, I said the same thing. I was just like, well, I mean, there's, number one, just a lot of white male history written yeah. to pour over. Um, and also, yeah, usually women are not as shitty. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, sorry, that's, that's why there is, there is uh, yeah. less female coverage. But uh, this young lady I want to talk about, um, she was born in Canada. Her name is Cassie Chadwick, hmm. and she was born to just like immense poverty, right? And she moved, she moved to Toronto. Um, and as a young lady, she just started saying, um, "I'm." She, she made these cards that said, "I'm the inheritor of fifteen thousand dollars."
0: Just little cards. Just little
1: cards that said, "I'm going to get fifteen grand," and based on that, people would just give her money. And she would just go and buy, like, really expensive clothing. This is, like, um, probably, let's see here, 1870s.
0: Okay, so $15,000 is a, a nice little chunk of change. Oh, yeah. Then, right.
1: Yeah. So What is that, the secret? I have money means you give it to me. Yeah, this is, like, one of these things about these old-timey things where it's just, like, you could just say stuff and people were like, yep. Oh, yeah, you just had to take people at the, at the word. Yeah. And, I mean... She, uh, I mean, there is a thing, too, where, like, you know, these confidence men, as they're, you know, called, and women, it's just about being like, yeah, this is who I am, and you just adopt that role, Mm -hmm. and you never give it up, and that's what she would do, and so she just starts dressing in all of this insanely nice clothing, and she's, then she just skips town, (laughs) she takes all, like, her thing was always getting money, and then spend it all, fuck every, like, Bye. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't, like, I'm going to keep this now and hold on to it. There was no
0: long-term investment strategy there with the money? Yeah, no,
1: it was like, give me the best of everything. I grew up super poor, and this is what I'm doing. Hmm. You know what I mean? Wow. And um, her sister goes to Cleveland, and she follows her sister to Cleveland, and she starts running scans there, forgeries and stuff like that, and um, she gets caught. She gets married, and, it, like, a picture of her is in the paper, and all of the scams that she's run in Cleveland, people, like, see her picture in the paper, and, like, there's that girl. So she goes to jail, right, for, like, three years. She gets out, stays in Cleveland. <sighs> like, what are you doing? And now she sets up as, like, a, like a mystic madam. Oh, Madam yeah. uh, LeVere is her name. Oh, yes. And um, she's born uh, Elizabeth Begley, right? And it's just, you know, fake name after fake name. But she's born Elizabeth Begley. She eventually will become to be known famously as Cassie Chadwick. But she goes through a bunch of other names in the meantime. She marries another guy.
0: I mean, is she divorced or is she just had- Yeah,
1: she divorces. This, this second guy finds out all of her past. Immediately, he bails to Europe and files for divorce before he goes. Nice. She goes to jail again for all these little scams. What does she do when she gets out? Back to Cleveland go to another fucking town. There's so many cities.
0: <laughs> what are you doing? You could you could back then you could go 20 miles away and nobody will have ever seen right. or heard of.
1: Right. Well, like fucking Joseph Smith, but you know, we, after he ran scams in Kansas, he was like, "Fuck this, I'm going to Utah." You, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't stick around. He didn't get out of jail and stay in Kansas. Yeah. You know?
0: You gotta pack up.
1: But now she now she is is um, by different accounts either running a brothel mm. or employed by one a little bit of both. And while she's there she meets her next husband which is uh Mr. Chadwick. And she tells him, "Oh, I'm, you know, I don't have any part of this prostitution business. I'm just here to teach these girls um like how to be Keg- elegant." Keggles. No, no, seriously, like manners. Right, right. She's like, "I'm no, I'm the esteemed one. I had no idea there was any prostitution going down here."
0: Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: And she's just like, "Oh my god, please take me away." Oh. So, my dear. She's married to this guy, right? Now, she also kind of secretly has a son (laughs) that this guy doesn't even know about. Oh, from her last husband? We we don't know where this guy came from.
0: Yeah, she probably tricked the baby into thinking it was hers. I know, like... Gave him a car that says, I'm...
1: Because, I mean, like, some people don't even, like there's a lot of like about these people that you can't ever find out because it's just buried under lies. Mm-hmm. And especially after time goes by from the 1800s, you just don't even know what's real. Right. Things get printed mm-hmm. and you don't know what's factual. So I'm like consulting Wikipedia and I'm going back to this encyclopedia of criminals. Mm-hmm. And um, so she's she's now Mrs. Leroy Chadwick, right? And she goes, she's now among like the millionaires row in Cleveland and she really wants to fit in with them, and she's dressing really nice, and they're all all of like the hoity toity people in Cleveland are like, "Oh yeah, she's not
0: she's not one she's of She's not
1: us. one of us like you can smell it, you know what little, I mean? brothels And they feel like she's weird and they're all kind of like, I don't know." and And I think she always has that like that outsider thing,
0: yeah,
1: which by the way, is a I just as a total side alley, but you know they say that's a big thing about Trump's psyche. Is that he was not welcomed in to like yeah, the millionaire class yeah. of New York, and he still feels like an outsider. Yeah. To that, so he's always been like trying to prove himself. Yes. And then it was like all of that over again with politics and yeah. like a huge inferiority complex again and, and again and again.
0: And rightfully so.
1: Absolutely. He he's right.
0: So inferior. Yeah. And not Complex. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. He has an inferiority he's, simplicity. To he him. does. He does. But. Uh, so she is just so desperate to fit into this thing and have this extreme wealth. But her scam running is brilliant because she travels to New York and while she's there she happens to run into a prominent Cleveland lawyer by the name of Dylan.
0: Just one name and a symbol.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, he's uh he's he's just, you know, he's part of like that kind of hoity-toity class. Sure. And while she's there, you know, she's she's always staying at a nice suite. She's always dressed in fine things. So yeah. she looks the part. Mm-hmm. And she says to him, would you mind um, driving me to my father's house? And he's like, yeah, sure, no problem. And they pull up to the house of Andrew Carnegie.
0: Ugh, but he, she knows his address and just gives it to the, you're just going to make it right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, anyways. I'm and uh,
1: she blows past the guy at the door. He's sitting in the fucking, the, Dylan's sitting in the car going, holy shit. Uh, this is Andrew Carnegie's house. What the fuck? She blows past him. She goes in there and has like a 20-minute conversation about um, maid recommendations. And this is just to make Dylan in the car think that she's in there talking to her father who happens to be Andrew Carnegie. And she's explaining to the maid, I'm sorry, it must be a mix-up. I thought I was getting some help recommended from here. I apologize. On and on and And on. She's doing that just to kill time. Just to kill time to make this guy think she's in there visiting her father. Queen of improv, man. And she gets back in and she accidentally lets drop... A promissory note of two million dollars she
0: drops one
1: she drops one for Dylan to see from Andrew Carnegie
0: uh-huh
1: and oops yeah oh I'm sorry I'm so embarrassed and then she's like I am actually Andrew Carnegie's illegitimate child and he's really ashamed of what he did <sighs> and uh I'm you know so he just gives me tons of money
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so Dylan is like, oh god, I'm. Yeah, it's, um, yeah oh, I'm man. sorry. It's it's cool. I won't tell anybody. He goes back to Ohio, tells fucking everybody, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, she's fucking, she's Carnegie's kid. He's so ashamed. <laughs> and so she's just dropping promissory s- notes everywhere. So, and she tells the guy, I actually have a lot of promissory notes in my closet at home, totaling like seven million. I don't know. And you know, when he dies, of course, I'll get his four hundred million. I'll get all this of it. Yeah, this is four hundred million dollars. We're talking about like in.
0: 1898.
1: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So all of, the, now she's back in Ohio and she's, you know, uh, she's back to her life. And all of these bankers in town are desperate to loan her money. Yeah. And so and
0: she, I mean, she really stepped up her game from a card that said, I'm going to get 15000 maybe one day. Same scam, though. Same scam, but just orders of magnitude
1: higher. Yeah. Very
0: impressive.
1: Very impressive. And, I mean, to accidentally run into Dylan knowing Mm -hmm. who he is, Mm -hmm. knowing that he'll go home and blab after she runs this little scam, and then that all of these predatory lenders Mm -hmm. in bank, because they're charging her astronomic rates because they know she can pay it. Yeah. So that's the thing about these con people is – when you prey on somebody else to be scummy, yes. you can count on them being scummy, but really you're fucking them so much worse than yeah. they have. It. They think they're fucking you so bad. And that's a big common thing in conning is recognizing
0: yourself in another. But also they
1: it. always let you win at first or right. th- or think you're winning.
0: Yeah. Oh, man. It always mm. seems
1: like you're... Well, I
0: guess. It's a pretty high rate, but I guess I'll pay it.
1: And that's exactly how she acted. Yep. She's like, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I mean, It sounds expensive. But yeah, I mean... Well, I, I kind I, need it. Yeah, I know I can cover it. Great. Oh, so she it. is, she is living in this mansion with all of this money, and she throws like a $100,000 dinner party.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Back then, $100,000. That's
0: a million-dollar dinner party.
1: Yeah, and she... When you see pictures of Cassie Chadwick, she looks like nothing less than a duchess. You know what I mean? Like, she is decked the fuck out in the finest shit. And she comes to be known as the Queen of Ohio. They call her the Queen of Ohio. So, they're basically like she keeps getting all of these loans and she just blows it all yeah but she just keeps going through it so she she gets a hundred and ninety thousand dollar loan from a boston bank and finally one of these guys looks up her shit and is like oh my god she knows she owes money everywhere and he he calls his loan in and she's like i can't pay and i'm like what did you do she she got millions and millions and millions of dollars from these banks brilliant and she didn't have one ninety to pay back.
0: Yeah, where do you spend that? T- I mean, you know, hundred thousand dollar dinner parties helps, but right, there's not even like that, that much cool shit to buy back then. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like a bunch of phonographs.
1: So the press is like, "Oh shit!" They they run with it, and they're like, "The Queen of Ohio can't pay back this loan." There's a run on an Oberlin, Ohio bank that had given her eight hundred grand. And the run on the bank puts them out of business. Because everybody's like, oh, fuck, they got duped. Yeah. Right?
0: Oh, shit.
1: Carnegie comes out and is like, I have no idea who this woman is. (laughs) Right? And Carnegie never even married. Because Carnegie, tell me about this, guys. Carnegie promised his mother that he would remain a bachelor as long as she was alive? Oh,
0: dude. This is is some, this our second yeah, motherfucker? Yeah, this is a real motherfucker. Maybe, you know...
1: That's a whole other separate thing that I'm going to deal with in, in a little bit.
0: Oh. The... Was Andrew
1: Carnegie fucking his mom? I'm not kidding. Yeah. Um. Oof. So he's like, I don't know Miss Chadwick of Cleveland. He's like, I've never signed... I haven't signed a promissory note in years. None of this shit is mine. She goes... She gets arrested in 1904. She gets convicted of swindling all of these millions. She's sentenced to 10 years... She dies after a couple. In prison. Yeah. And she, she when she goes to prison, she brings in trunks of shit, and they still are treating her like a rich lady, even though it's all fake. Oh, wow. She brings in like all of these fine things, and they just let her. They just treat her still like she's royalty.
0: Hey, well, I'm sure she had a great last couple of years then.
1: And she uh, with, with whatever money she had left, she just like put it all through her son to be like, just get this nice mm-hmm. headstone in Cleveland. She like kind of was meticulous about making plans for her death, mm. and it's just—I mean, these imp- these like these impersonator people are particularly—I mean, yeah. so fascinating. And the thing is, is that she was preying on also these guys knowing that you can't go to Carnegie about it because he'll be embarrassed. It's an illegitimate child, right? So like, we're not going to ask him. this preying on embarrassment at all levels. She knows that they're embarrassed. It's almost illegal how much interest they're charging, so yeah. they're embarrassed of that. Yeah, they know Carnegie will be embarrassed if they talk about his illegitimate daughter. But everybody's just being a scumbag. Yeah, it's you know, and it's just like slowly rising to the top of like the the scumbag pyramid. Yeah, it's
0: like it's ch- it's manipulation chess. Like, yeah, no, I'm gonna if I do this to this person, they'll never ask this about the other party because they'll they'll be too. You know, like you said, embarrassed about it or whatever. It's really, you know, they really these these sociopaths like this uh, for all their like um, not understanding of certain social mores. Yeah, they really do have an understanding of interaction between people and how to manipulate them. Yeah, they're really gifted at that. Oh, yeah,
1: What's... you know, you know about the guy, um, the guy Hampton that was impersonating being Sidney Poitier's son. Yeah. To get into Studio 54 is how it started.
0: Oh, and how far did that go?
1: And he went with a guy that was pretending to be Gregory Peck's son. <sighs> so then he's crashing on the couches of, like, Gary Sinise and Melanie Griffith and Calvin Klein, and they're all like, oh, I got Poitier's kid on the couch. Yeah. What the fuck? That went on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And one of the people that scammed, it, that got, were scammed by him were friends with a playwright, and then he came up with the Six Degrees of Separation, with yeah, well, which then got made into a movie. But first it was a stage play, th- and Hampton was like... Hampton was, was like, sending the guy death threats and
0: shit. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, because he was like, I oh, that's my story. You're, you're not giving me any money. And it's like, dude, fuck you, you know? Can you imagine Gary Sinise and all these people being like, oh, shit, I got Sydney Poitier's kid. And it would always be some story like, uh, the plane lost my luggage, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Don't have
0: my ID or my
1: <laughs> And a lot of these people, it's like, it's one of those things where, like, you say you have so much money that, you know, how... When you have that much money, you don't get charged for anything.
0: Yeah. The more money you have, the less you have to pay for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he's just getting free meals all the time. The guy that was impersonating Stanley Kubrick. Oh, right. You know that they made that movie about it Mm -hmm. where uh, I think Malkovich plays the impersonator. Yeah. This guy was doing that for years and going into restaurants and being like, the studio will pay for it. And, you know, Kubrick was a hermit. So you can get away with doing that.
0: Yeah. He's not out there. Stanley. He's
1: not out there. And people know somebody is going around saying they're Stanley Kubrick and charging things. But, you know, it's it's like forever and ever and ever before they caught him. But Andrew Carnegie and Stanley Kubrick were both similar in that when they found out somebody was impersonating them or being their daughter, they were both kind of like weirdly fascinated by it. Oh, yeah. Like he, Carnegie went to this girl's trial. He was like, I got to see this. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, got, what, do I gotta, mean, what, do we, what do you have to lose? Yeah, I gotta go. I got. I seriously gotta fly to Cleveland to see who this fake daughter of mine is because this is so crazy. Like, there's a weird admiration. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know what yeah, I mean. And, and probably I mean, some ego too. Yeah, I
0: think there's a lot of ego to it. Yeah. And you know, you want to see whatever justice. Yeah, Stanley served. Kubrick's
1: wife was like, "No, this is this sucks." Yeah. But Kubrick was kind of like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: he he would definitely be into that. Yeah, I mean... Eccentricity. He
1: would. He would be fast. He would probably wanted to make a movie. He probably wrote, a, a like, an 800-page script about it and put it in a drawer.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was a, a whole eccentric weirdo in and of himself. I mean, he invented a whole new, like, categorizing system for notes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just for his notes. What a weirdo. Yeah. So I think... Uh...
1: <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, all that con stuff is super fascinating to me. Obviously, like, you know, Frank Abnegale, the guy from Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. is... is uh... I mean,
0: all that by when he was 21. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, another Leonardo DiCaprio vehicle. We I mean, we talk about him a lot.
1: There's a, there's a, yeah Leonardo comes up a lot. So like these are constant things with con artists. Is basically they're 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 so good at mastering trust because one of the things they'll do is they'll show you fallibility and insecurity and blah blah. blah. That's one way that they get in. Um, they always target the vulnerable. Um, they get you to talk is their main thing. Mm-hmm. It's not so much that they're talking is that they get you to say things to know what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then they also prey again on your embarrassment of not wanting to be wrong. Mm-hmm. You, nobody wants to be duped. So it's just easier to believe that you're not. Right. You know? You convince yourself. And these little things are so fascinating to me. They'll uh, Con artists mimic your posture.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's something from like neurolinguistic programming. A lot of things like... And uh, the,
1: all of this stuff is also recommended in sales. You know yes, that, and I yes, know that. That's what I
0: was going to get. Both at. of us like have the Brian in Tracy sales. guys, and <clears throat> the you know Tony Robbins stuff is yeah. Get your get your client to do all the talking. They'll tell you everything they want, and
1: subconsciously it lets you more into their physical space mm-hmm. if you are acting. The way they're acting with body language, yeah,
0: and even the way and manner of speaking. If you just, it's called mirroring, and it's just a great way to kind of like you really do get on the same frequency, yeah, as somebody, and it really lets you. And there's, uh, I mean, there's, I mean their- a li-
1: like little things like it's it's amazing how disarming somebody saying your name is.
0: Isn't that right, John?
1: <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That is a little thing that they'll always do. They'll say your name. It makes you feel remembered. It makes you feel special. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, like and it it just throws you off there's something intimate about somebody saying your name yeah and they'll do that a lot um like when i was when i was training in sales this guy was telling me he's like he's like if your customer is sitting down sit down mm-hmm. if they're standing up stand up like all of that little shit
0: yeah and just, and sp- use their use words that they use yeah use their jargon speak in the same speed cadence pitch tone volume as them yeah because just that's how they do it
1: yeah it's creepy
0: it's super creepy. Sales is super
1: creepy. It is. It's so, and if so. you
0: enter profiles fifteen
1: <laughs> at studiosweden.com, <laughs>
0: you'll get fifteen percent off.
1: Yeah, I, I uh... John.
0: That's oh god, these maniacs. But they really, you know, I always I think about this. I thought about this with like Matthew Weigman, mm-hmm. and um, and I think about it in cases like this. Like, what if these people just had a little more of a rudder? Absolutely. I mean, Abigail did this too, the Catch Me If You Can guy. I mean, after he went to prison at Mm -hmm. 21 and got out, he became a, you know, securities. He's a multimillionaire right now. Yeah. He became a consultant for the FBI, right? Yeah. Well, part
1: of his sentence at first was to work for them for free. Mm -hmm. But after he served that probationary sentence, he went into business and he's now a multimillionaire. God bless him. I mean, like, but there's something also about that that says, I mean, you know, if you're a piece of shit, you can make a lot of money. You know, oh, like uh,
0: thats I think that's across the board. If yeah. you're a piece of shit, you can make a lot of money.
1: Yeah. well, But also, if you're going to do something illegal, do it young. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you're like the genius of it. And mm-hmm. when you're in your well, early 20s. And it's always, it's always that way, too, though, where it's like, it's the Matthew Wagman thing. Mm-hmm. Like, can we afford to not hire this guy? Can we afford to not hire Frank Abnegale? Right. Can we af- afford to not take a couple of Nazi scientists? After the war. like Because if we
0: don't, somebody else
1: will. Yeah, there's always that thinking.
0: Yeah, Operation Paperclip.
1: Yeah. Like, there's just people are like, okay, well, yeah, they were a piece of shit, but they were really good at it. And and they should
0: be our piece of shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. I really want to go back to this Carnegie thing, though. Oh, yeah, let's talk about him fucking his mom. Because I just, what a strange, okay, so listen to this. In 1880, at age 45, Aaron, mm-hmm. That's 45, disarm. Andrew Carnegie began courting Louise Whitfield, age 23. Carnegie's mother was the primary obstacle to the relationship. Nearly 70, Margaret Carnegie was used, used to her adoring son's comp- complete attention. They shared a suite at New York's Windsor Hotel, and she accompanied him everywhere, even to business meetings. Some have hinted that she made Carnegie promise to remain a bachelor during her lifetime. Only after his mother's death in 1886 were Andrew and Louise finally married. They named their only child Mm, after Margaret. Great. Carnegie was the first to acknowledge what a huge role his mother played in his life. Perhaps someday I may be able to tell the world something of this heroine, but I doubt it. Huh?
0: Well, can't talk about fucking his mom a bunch.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe one day. That'll be acceptable. Yeah. Carnegie wrote in his autobiography, I feel her to be sacred to myself and not for others to know. Ugh. None could ever really know her. I alone did that. After my father's early death, she was all my own. Fuck um, me running, that's gross.
0: Yeah, she was. they were doing some fucked up shit.
1: But anyway. Uh,
0: <laughs> John B. from Syria.
1: Well, whether he fucked his mom or not, uh, by the time Carnegie died, he did give away most of that 400 mil that, uh, you know,
0: yeah, not to his Ill- fake illegitimate, his <laughs> illegitimately illegitimate daughter. Yeah, he really
1: gave away like oh, three hundred and throat. ninety yeah.
0: million. Yeah, the,
1: uh, the Carnegie Mellon, the Carnegie libraries Carnegie, yeah. across the country, Yeah, Carnegie Hall. Um, and he was you know Scottish, uh, born in Scotland, I believe, or at least first generation Scottish American. He gave a ton of shit over there too.
0: Wow, man, that's so much money.
1: Yeah, and you know he just started as a telegraph guy. Huh. And then just when, d- when kind of like could hear the telegraph stuff and knew what it meant just by hearing how the machines were working, mm-hmm. and then he was able to work faster and faster. And then he would always remember like who were important people. So he was just at the center of communication stuff, and that's really where all of his money came from. He, he started with <sighs> he's like a proto Matthew Weigman m- making nothing. I mean, he was making really nothing. Yeah, wow. when he started, that and just em-
0: immigrant drive man.
1: And then he started did the steel company and all that shit. Um, but yeah, he was also a, a big piece of shit to or- organize labor, so. As, and he fucked his mm, mom. So. So.
0: Slut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he was ugly, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep kicking <laughs> him. Um, Fuck. So yeah. I uh, I wanted to tell you some little things, Aaron and Ooh, Matt. Ooh, little things. Uh, about um, last week's... Uh, oh, Freaks at the Teak? Freaks at the Teak. <laughs> Joseph Petrosino? Petrosino, uh, uh, Freaks at the Teak episode. Um, I don't have anything to add about <laughs> Petrosino, but boy, do I have stuff to add about the Teak. Yay! Um, I'm sure our
0: listeners will uh, will appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Um, so if you don't remember, Jenny J uh, was the one that went to the Teak and gave it a five-star review. said, I had a good old time here. I had a great time watching the straight porn and playing with myself and a few of the others. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah. I have that memorized. Cool. <laughs> so I I look at I like I, I told you guys, I look at Jenny J's uh, profile and I see all of her compliments.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And comments to her um and like we said, there's a lot of guys offering to create a glory hole for her. She yeah. she was she was She was looking for one. She was concerned. And people were also letting her know about other glory holes. Oh, cool. Well, it's um, so hard
0: to find a good one.
1: Yeah. And and they're almost always gay and yeah. now even the gay ones are closing their holes. If you guys don't remember, uh, please listen to Freaks of the Teak. The yeah.
0: glory hole bubble is bursting.
1: And she reviews um, one of, like, the swingers' clubs. And this guy, Rommel D, <laughs> <laughs> he uh, sends her a message. <laughs> hey, if you like Club Joy, you should come with me to Club Sophia. They're open on weekends, and the people are very friendly and very active.
0: Oh, not a lot of looky loos, not a lot of watchers. You this want guy, you want participants.
1: This guy, uh, this this I tell you the one guy Rodrigo that drops his phone number. Oh, where I think you, I texted him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's. I texted this guy Rodrigo. Um, well, as Jenny J, as Jenny J, and then he called me the other day. Um, oh God! Well, so you're gonna read it for us? I I uh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to that, but <laughs> there's a, there, 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 there's another Rodrigo that comments a different Rodrigo. Yeah, this is Drigo P. <laughs> <laughs> Drigo P. This guy is great. Um, telling Jenny about um, her not being able to find a good glory hole at mm-hmm. um, Jason's two adult books. Mm-hmm. He says, "Hey Jenny, so I recently went to a glory hole place in Santa Barbara. <sighs> what? That must be
0: pretty nice.
1: Santa Barbara. Wow." That's what far. the fuck is going on? It's also the last place in the world you'd expect to hear about a remaining glory hole. Yeah. When they're all closing. Yeah. Took my girlfriend there. Plenty of heterosexual men in there. We went Thursday night and she managed to suck two guys <laughs> and jerk off another. She managed to. Wow. Can you swing it? Wow. <laughs> you think you can.
0: Don't bite off more than you can. Chew. She managed to. Yeah. <laughs> She finagled her way <laughs> around yeah, two yeah. and a half against packs. all odds.
1: She managed. <laughs> wow. to <suck> off. do <laughs> you guys enjoy? Take sh- a look at me now. Just in case you were looking for a place for glory hole fun. Hey,
0: and it's Santa Barbara. You beautiful, drive up the PCH and you end up at a, a hole in a piece of balsa wood.
1: Uh, the, and then Ralph Ralph B throws her a thing about um about uh romantics when she when she can't find any straight porn. Uh-huh. He says like next time, let me know. I'm straight, black male, nice, thick, big black. Cock. <laughs> and then he throws up his kick oh cool his kick handle um Jesus Christ there's so many people just if you want to have fun together message me they're leaving phone numbers like crazy oh god and I'm going to text all yes, of these guys as a- these pe- as Jenny Yo,
0: give them out over the air Let in- <laughs> invite some listener participation
1: yeah oh my god um so, will, will you please... Oh, Drigo P. Like, messages her again and again. He said, yeah, I went to Jason's there one time before the holes closed. <laughs> oh, my God. But I only found men waiting around the booth area. Finding an L- a lady in a glory hole is really hard in L.A. Oh, my God. Drigo again. Hey, I stopped by Jason's adult bookstore tonight. The glory holes are open again. Thinking of bringing my friend soon, she wants to try it out. Try it out. Hey, you got to try it out looking for hardcore guys. They are looking for
0: hardcore
1: guys. There's mostly men in there. I'd rather have a girl. <laughs> Trigo said I'd rather. I'd rather have a girl on the other side LOL. Uh, rather. I prefer I mean the whole point of
0: a glory hole is so that it doesn't matter, but in my head I'd prefer it if it was a female.
1: Oh god. You oh, know, god. uh Oh god, Edgar D, listen to this. This is the best Darren. You ready for this? Oh fuck yeah. Subject heading. You're cool. This is about her going to the swingers club. This is, this is his comment. His compliment. You're so cool, you make me chill out. Oh, man. What? Whoa. That, it sounds like an- Dude, you're just making me chill out right now, dude. Dude, you are so true. <laughs> oh, this guy. Ooh, boy. Was that the whole compliment? That was the whole, you're so cool, you make me chill out.
0: Oh, man, that must probably got her so wet.
1: Oh, my God. Um, Danny C. Uh, talking about romantics. I've taken girls there over the years, have watched them suck and bone other guys right in front of me. Even met a couple once with a stripper wife and had a foursome. Nice.
0: Nice. He throws dude. out a nice in all caps. <laughs> oh, yeah. With three exclamations at the he, end. He's not sorry.
1: I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a way you can see like her responding to them or something, but uh, it doesn't show it on here. I have no idea. But, oh my god, dude. Oh, Jenny J. Jenny J, what a hero.
0: What a lightning round. And
1: Aaron, uh, so we haven't gone to the teak yet. No, we haven't, but we have plans to. But we're gonna put it up on the Instagram, like we said, when the busy times are. Should we go at peak teak? I think... <laughs> 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 I think we should Midnight go... Midnight on a Saturday yeah. is supposed to be, like, when it's lit. Oh, dude, bring a chair. Bring a chair, dude. Pants up.
0: Pants up. Um... I think we should go at just before peak teak so we can get you know you want to get there you want to get a seat
1: yeah but preferably not covered. Do we sit in the front with the straight guys jerking off or 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 in the middle Mm. or in the back where the guys are gonna try to hook up with us?
0: Well, I do like to be complimented, right? And so I want to get the attention. And you know, if you sit in the front, you might take a stray load in the back of the head, like Kennedy. (laughs) Fucking (laughs) third shooters. Maybe we should sit
1: in the middle. Just so we can get the whole view.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, listeners, we'll post when we're going to go if you want to show up. Do you think
1: we can mic up and go in there? Uh, well, all you got to do is have your phone.
0: Yeah, we'll just have, we'll re- we'll, I promise you, I will record with my phone.
1: I wonder if we, I, if I gave that guy like 50 bucks, could I just run the DVD projector for a minute?
0: Like, you get to curate it? You're a guest yeah, porno yeah, yeah. hawker?
1: I just like suddenly start playing The Holy Mountain (laughs)
0: 2001 or something. (laughs) Just seeing people wait three hours like I I promise it's going to be good. (laughs) Or if it doesn't even matter and they'll just still jerk off anyways because that's what these kind of animals do.
1: Yeah, yeah. How long will it take for anybody to complain? Would anybody complain? They just need
0: four walls and a roof, man. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal, man. I'll give you a lease and a key. John, will you, is there any way you would please read for me the text message that you sent okay said? so
1: um, so so I was I was going through this and I, I was uh, I was looking at it with uh, Tiffany Putterbaugh of the Putterbaugh sisters
0: very talented very
1: funny and uh, I added this guy Rodrigo who uh, wants to hook up or whatever with uh, Jenny J and,
0: so, and and mind you they they're putting their phone numbers online. So they they kind of deserve whatever.
1: There's a bunch of guys. Like yeah, uh, there's another dude. I'm I'm definitely uh, definitely gonna hit up. Um, but I give my phone to Tiffany. She writes this to Rodrigo, who's um, I think he said something about uh, please suck my dick or something.
0: Oh, the, on Yelp.
1: On Yelp. Cool. To, to Jenny. Nice. So Tiff writes as Jenny J. Hey, Rodrigo, it's me, Jenny J. from the Tiki. You may remember me from such things as talking about glory holes on Yelp. <laughs> you said you have a dick and I could suck it? Question mark. <laughs> if this is still the case and you do still have that dick, I'd love to be the mouth. <laughs> we were talking, because I was telling them about the teak over Thanksgiving, and uh, th- they were saying, uh, the-, the glory hole stuff, they were like, I don't understand who would want to just receive. And I was like, dude, people love being the mouth.
0: Oh, hell you yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and he replies, "Yes."
1: So, so she says, "I'd love to be the mouth." My credits include being the mouth, sitting in Nutload, and Women's Liberation. <laughs> and then she ends it with, "I miss you." Oh. My credits. <laughs> My credits include. Rodrigo texts back, "Wow." Ooh, man, a man of few words. And then, uh, so me and Tiffany wrote back. Wow is right, Mister. I'm sitting here with an empty mouth. Can we work something out? I still miss you. Jesus Christ. And then he says, um, where did we meet? I think you have the wrong number. But then he calls me the next day at noon. And it was Rodrigo? Yeah, I have his his shit saved in my phone. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I don't know. Freaks at the teak. Dude, I'm getting too involved with this whole teak world. (laughs) You're in too deep, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, do you want to go to the teak? Fuck, guys. Uh, if I'm part of the show, I, I feel like I have to. Yeah. Oh, don't twist his arm, John. Yeah. Don't twist my penis. <laughs> this is like the the pledge thing we yeah. do to Matt to get him in the show. Yeah, you gotta go. To- you gotta go in the teak, dude. You gotta yeah. do 45 in the teak. I gotta, I gotta come. <laughs> 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 it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, there's cops, knives, crack, homeless guys, Nuts. guys trying to grab you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you want to get your genitals out yeah. and achieve the towering ecstasy of orgasm in that place.
0: Well, like I said the, on that episode, there are some people that that's probably the only way they can There's no up.
1: way. Dude,
0: there's no, but how, many, what, how many can they fit in that fucking box? Twelve?
1: Thirty. Thirty? Jesus. Dude, you think I don't know about the teak? Thirty. You think I don't know how many
0: seats are in the you teak? Check the fire marshal records. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I, um... What would
0: happen if you took a black light in there? It would just look like a Jackson Pollock.
1: Oh, God. He's so bleak. Murder scene. So, uh, listeners, we will go to the teak. Mm -hmm. I do need days to psychologically prepare myself to do that, but we will go to the teak.
0: You're gonna have to do a black bear amount of coke.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna get (laughs) all numbed out. (laughs)
0: Could you imagine being a hunter that, like, let's say you shot that bear before it died? Dude,
1: I mean... And then you cut it up and eat it? Coming on the scene with a dead guy, dead bear, tons of empty bags. Tons of empty baggies? These guys party. This is pandemonium. Hell yeah. Did this guy and this bear do all this coke and die? (laughs) It's the best Grizzly Adams episode you'll ever see. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Ugh...
0: Grizzly Adams, eighty-five. <laughs> the reboot.
1: Well, uh, I believe we are out of here, folks. John, that
0: was a hell hell of a story.
1: Yeah, I really do want to go uh, just more into some of these con guys. Yeah, uh, and like, there's just so many different ways that it goes down, and I mean,
0: well, yeah, it just seems like there's up until recently in human history, it was you could just lie. I mean, you still can, and. and
1: yeah, yeah and, be and very and, very and, successful, and, but and, uh, yeah, there was and, no way to check on anything. Well, that's the thing. I really don't understand about not skipping town like you skip town from Canada and you evaded trouble there, right? But then you keep going back to Cleveland t- like because that was back in the day when you go to a new state. You right. might you might as well have gone to another planet,
0: right? You
1: know right. what well, I mean? Maybe there was something Same thing with Carl th- Panzram's day. He he would just go to another state. Hop and on it, a box car, sodomize some hobos. You know what I'm saying? On. Like they didn't really have a lock on that there was because cause other states were like, fuck you to each other.
0: Well, and everything was on like loose leaf paper. It could have blown away in the wind or somebody could have used it to ash out their cigarette. Yeah, you know? and you like
1: give a fake name and they're like, Alright, that's your name. Well, it sounds
0: good. Good enough for me. <laughs> I'm the mayor. I'll put my thumb pin on it, we'll spit on each other's hand and shake hands.
1: <laughs> the it, bottom line is he spit it on me. He
0: spit it on me and <laughs> I have my pants up. <laughs> skeez-o-rama uh
1: all right folks we will be back uh i don't know if we're gonna get another one out before the holiday break that um pops is doing we'll try um uh, shout out to lauren brenner for requesting a female our friend lauren requested a female hell yeah
0: she's performing sunday at uh at the putterboss sister show that is right Julie, at, But this at, probably won't come out by then
1: probably not
0: but uh I if, Can I throw out some you, book? You card? absolutely can. can try it out? You can. Well, if you're looking for hardcore guys, Aaron, <laughs> Peta, myself, I'll be at Flappers December 20th uh, on the main stage, telling jokes, trying to. Uh, and then uh, Heath Barcelona and Randy Rigg will yes. be at Entertaining Julia at Bar on January 7th. My birthday. That is mm-hmm. your birthday, but it'll be a treat for everyone. Yeah. That's you and me. Try it out. Try it out. We'll be giving a seminar on all sorts of you know, dating tips, uh, self-actualization, and bro science. So come check it out. We'll yeah. post on Instagram and all that stuff.
1: Um, yeah. I am in Mesa, Arizona on December 14th. What? Yeah. What? For what? Me, Quincy Jones, Justin Foster, uh, Ian Ager, and somebody else I'm forgetting, like an idiot. Uh, and some local Arizona comics at Kevin Collier's show out there. Very um cool. and uh, I am John Fahey, you know on Twitter. Mm. Aaron is Pistol Pita. I am Pistol Pita on Instagram. Instagram
0: Aaron Pita on Twitter and uh Heath Barcelona. Yeah, please uh
1: please add the program on uh Twitter, Instagram if Baseball, you have too. Yeah, Facebook if you have not yet.
0: Stay up to date. We'll post pictures and
1: go Yeah, on if you want to get a look at some of these characters. The Instagram uh, is
0: very very
1: funny. The Instagram uh is is uh, people are really into that Tiki Theater picture.
0: People are calling it lit, dude.
1: People are saying it's lit. Uh, I'm not The saying reviews it. are in.
0: Yeah, it's it, lit. It's doing better than 95% of previous posts.
1: We also got our first fan art from Dodger. Hell
0: yeah, big Dodger sexual. just drew
1: an angry face on a dick and <laughs> with a mustache, and a, and a, <laughs> a trucker, trucker hat and shades. <laughs> uh we love you.
0: Yeah. Thank, thank you, you guys for
1: listening. Me. Uh we will be back with more weirdos. Thank you Matt Perso. Please say good night. Good night. Hey John. Hey. Good night.